Good afternoon, everyone. On the update this Wednesday, drivers in the city of New York are going to have to start paying up. They're going to be charged extra in the tolls to enter Manhattan south of 60th Street as part of the long-stalled congestion pricing plan. We'll have the latest details. Was it an accident or not? Renassler Polytechnic Institute says in a new million-dollar lawsuit that a cleaner who switched off the power to a lab freezer containing cell samples and cultures destroyed more than 20 years of research. As Steve Cohen announces a press conference on the state of the New York Mets, Brandon Nimmo homered twice, and David Peterson drew six scoreless innings in his return to the bigs as the struggling Mets beat the Brewers. And here we go again with the smoke from Canada. Drifting smoke from the ongoing wildfires is creating curtains of haze and raising the air quality concerns throughout the Great Lakes region and in parts in the central part of the country and also the east. This is the update. Wednesday, June the 28th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York's stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, this is the update of Brandon Julian, a three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Wednesday. The last hump day in the month of June for us around here. I tell you what, folks, Mother Nature, I think she's had a problem with us lately. If you, well, have a window or have gone outside, <laughs> you know that the last five, six days or so, it's been humid, and there have been scattered storms about. You've either had to take out the umbrella several times, or you haven't had to use the umbrella at all, depending on where you are. And now, it seems like when we thought there was light at the end of the tunnel, whammo, we get hit with this. That smoke from Canada, it's drifting its way down Chicago right now has the worst air quality of anywhere on the entire planet. Just like we had the worst air quality in the world just a couple of weeks ago. And that smoke is going to be making its way back here again. Although, truthfully, it will be nowhere as bad as we had a couple of weeks ago. But it'll still be hazardous, unhealthy for certain groups, nonetheless. Uh, I'm Brandon Julian. Of course, folks, we appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be. And however, of course, you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. We're going to begin this Wednesday with the long stall congestion pricing plan that the MTA has been trying to put in for years now. But uh, the neighbors in New Jersey are not liking it. Not one bit. 
Drivers in this city, though, they're going to have to be charged for the extra tolls to enter Manhattan south of 60th Street as part of the longest all congestion pricing plan. First in the nation plan is an effort to reduce congestion, improve the air quality, of course, and raise funds for the city transit system. It will bring New York City in line with places like London and Singapore, which have implemented similar programs. A spokesperson for the governor uh, said on Monday that the congestion pricing plan cleared its final federal hurdle after getting approved by the Federal Highway Administration. The program is expected to begin in the spring of next year. On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And over in Colesville, authorities say that a man shot his companion with a crossbow while she was holding the couple's three-week-old daughter, killing the child and injuring the woman. Sheriff's deputies, they were responding to a 911 call, and they found the injured woman and baby at a home in the upstate town of Colesville shortly after 5 o'clock in the morning Monday. The woman told deputies that 26-year-old Patrick Profit had fired a crossbow at her while she was holding the baby. The infant was pronounced dead, and the woman was hospitalized. Uh, Profit was, charged, was arrested on charges including second-degree murder and attempted murder. His attorney from the public defender's office declined to comment. You actually might have seen this in the heart of the city, the TKTS booth in Times Square. It's become, of course, part of the city's visual and financial DNA, and a key part of keeping Broadway going. Well, it's celebrating its 50th birthday this week. Of course, it's a discount ticket booth where Broadway and off-Broadway shows can be more affordable for those who balk at the prices, pushing past $300 a seat for some musicals. Uh, about 30% of the people who line up are first-time Broadway theatergoers. Thousands of tickets are sold at the booth every day. Nearly 69 million tourists have been sold, excuse me, million tickets have been sold from the booth during its 50 years, with more than $2.5 billion going back to the shows. Out west in Buffalo, Zanetta Everhart became a well-known community advocate after her son received, survived the racist mass shooting out in Buffalo. Yesterday, she won a Democratic primary to represent a neighborhood where the deadly shooting happened. Everhart defeated India Walton, another prominent activist, in the race for one of nine seats on Buffalo's Common Council. Everhart's son was one of 13 people shot at the Topps Market just outside the district a year ago, and one of only three victims to survive. Since then, Everhart has continued to speak publicly about racism and gun violence across this country. She campaigned on the need for affordable housing, education, and, ra excuse me, and racial equity. Meanwhile, over in Troy, uh, Ren Asler Polytechnic Institute, they say in a $1 million lawsuit 
that a cleaner who switched off a lab freezer containing cell samples and cultures destroyed more than 20 years worth of research. RPI is seeking damages from Daigle Cleaning Systems, cleaning, uh, claiming that one of its employees turned off the circuit breaker for the freezer in September of 2020. The lawsuit says graduate researchers at the university in Troy discovered that the freezer was off the next day and tried to mitigate the damage, but most specimens were already damaged. A call-seeking comment was made to the cleaning company. In other news, an appeals court here in New York dismissed Ivanka Trump yesterday from a wide-ranging fraud lawsuit brought against her father and his company last year by the state's attorney general, Tish James. The civil lawsuit uh, was brought by James and it accused the former president of padding his net worth by billions of dollars and misleading banks, insurance companies, and others about the value of his assets. It named his three eldest children as defendants. In a ruling yesterday, a state appeals court dismissed the claims against Ivanka Trump, ruling that they were barred by the state's statute of limitations. A representative did not immediately respond to a request for comment. And finally, the hush money case against the former president, it appears to be headed back to state court. A federal judge showed little inclination yesterday to let Trump move the, his the history-making prosecution over to federal court. Trump's lawyers argue that he was acting in his capacity as president when he hired and paid a personal attorney who orchestrated payments, a payout, I should say, to squelch the allegations of extramarital sex. The payouts are at the heart of the Manhattan prosecutors' case against the former president. Uh, he pleaded not guilty in state court back in April, of course, to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records to hide the hush money payments. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Wednesday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports. And the Mets season apparently is so bad, Steve Cohen is holding a state of the team address before the game tonight. But he might have some good things going into it as the Mets were able to get a win over the Brewers. Apparently, there's a cookie dough recipe that works like Ozempic, at least according to one health expert. And this expert says this Oreo recipe will leave you feeling double stuffed if you get the reference. And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. Out in Hollis, New Hampshire, the rivalry between Governor DeSantis and the former president it seemed to deepen yesterday as the two leading Republican White House candidates staged dueling events in the critical early voting state of New Hampshire. Going to talk about this, folks. And a lot more, too, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. From New York, based on a true story. This is the update with Brandon Julian. 
available wherever you listen to podcasts. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Of all the newscasters in New York, I just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Beginning June 26th at 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Between May 15th and July 3rd, B, D, F, and M train customers should expect their uptown commutes to take an additional two minutes. There'll be one fewer F train during the morning rush, with two fewer F trains and one fewer M train during the afternoon rush. In addition, F Express trains in Brooklyn will not be running. Weeknight reroutes will occur between April 24th and July 14th during the overnight hours. Between 9.30 p.m. and 5 a.m. on those nights, A and C trains will run express between 145th Street and Canal Street in both directions. D trains will run local between 205th Street and Coney Island, running via the A and F lines between 59th Street, Columbus Circle, and Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue. F trains will run local between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Coney Island, running via the N and R lines in Manhattan and via the D line in Brooklyn. Free shuttle buses will run between West 4th Street and Grand Street on the D-Line and between West 4th Street and East Broadway on the F-Line. Beginning May 12th at 11.45 p.m., 
and continuing weekdays through the fall of 2023. The seven-train Manhattan-bound platforms at 111th Street and 82nd Street Jackson Heights are closed for station upgrades. For service to these stations, or from these stations, take a Flushing-bound 7 train and transfer, or use the nearby Q32 or Q48 buses. Beginning at 10 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th until August, Jamaica Center-bound J and Z trains will bypass 75th Street Eldritch Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard for station rehabilitation work. During rush hours beginning February 27th, skid stop service is not running. Trains will make local stops between Jamaica Center Parsons Archer and Crescent Street. For alternate service, use the Q56 bus making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, and 3 trains and the F, L, and M trains is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.75. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 select bus service, pay on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $6.75. Coins are no longer accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So I tell you people this, as a Mets fan, this season has been absolutely brutal to come on this show every day and talk about. It literally is a car wreck beyond economic proportions. And apparently things are so bad that before the game this evening, which starts at about 7.10, give or take, Steve Cohen, the owner of the New York Mets, is going to be holding a state of the team address to, you know, address such issues as you would. But I bet at least he'll have one good thing to lead into with this address. Out at City Field, Mets and the Brewers playing the middle of a four-game set. Brandon Nimmo, he homered twice. 
David Peterson, six scoreless innings, six scoreless innings, and his return to the majors as the struggling Mets beat the Brewers seven to two. The Mets won for just the third time in the last ten games, and the sixth time in the last twenty-two. Mets began the season, of course, with a record three hundred and fifty-five million dollar payroll, and so far they've struggled to a thirty-six and forty-three record. Uh, the Mets entered yesterday's game eight and a half games back of uh, the final playoff spot in the wild card in the National League. The Mets, they homered four times and made a loser out of Julio Tehran. By the way, out west, the Yankees lost to the Oakland A's 2-1. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Wednesday, this cookie dough recipe, apparently it works just like Ozempic. And if you ever heard the commercials for Ozempic, you'll know what I'm talking about, which apparently I can't sing right now for you because of rights issues. <laughs> but if you've ever seen the ad on TV, you know what I'm talking about. And then, folks, we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. In the Windy City in Chicago... It's the return of the dreaded smoke. The drifting haze from those wildfires across Canada is creating curtains of haze and raising the air quality concerns across the Great Lakes region. And in parts of the central and eastern part of the country, in Chicago, they have the worst air quality. They have the worst air quality in the entire country. We're going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the updated Brandon Julian returns, after, of course, these messages. From New York, much less than the sum of its parts, this is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit. And make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Bajan common sense. Bajan common sense. Does anybody know if there's any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Indeed, it is, folks. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Wednesday, everyone. Uh, the la- 
excuse me, another hump day, last hump day actually, in the month of June for us around here. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us as we get ready for round two of the uh, Canadian smoke from our lovely neighbors in Canada. You know, they say it's not going to be as bad as it was last a couple of weeks ago when, you know, the schools were closed for two days, even though they were originally scheduled to be closed regardless. But it's not going to be as bad as it was then, apparently. Well, we hope. <laughs> you know, yesterday, of course, was the last day for New York City public school students. And being a person that works in a public school, it was a time to release some tension. You know, everybody in a school, they work hard through the school year. And yesterday, um, we had an, a celebration of the end of the year at the Magic Room. It's downtown, uh, downtown near sandwiched actually between Penn Station and Times Square. That's literally sandwiched in between. And there was, you know, good drinks, good food. Everybody just had a good time to vibe out, you know, and vibe out people did. Like, people were taking tequila shots and such. And I looked at it like, no, like, no, I can't. I'm driving. Driving the MTA, that is. <laughs> no, it's really. Those are really the only times that I have an actual drink is uh, at work functions. I don't drink any other time, you know, besides that. So, you know, it was nice to have... Um, uh, my drink of choice, by the way, is uh, a margarita. <laughs> I learned that. <laughs> I had people who taught me about the uh, nature of a good drink this year, and I'm, <laughs> I'm very appreciative uh, of them for that. But yeah, school year is over, and now we move on to um, we move on to uh, summer camp, which starts on uh, this coming Wednesday, actually next week. We'll start summer camp and all the good stuff, of course, that comes with summer camp. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to the reason, of course, why we're all here. Apparently, there's one woman that says that this Oreo recipe will leave you double stuffed. A California health coach is going viral on TikTok for her five-ingredient cookie dough that she claims, quote, works like the natural version of Ozempic, which I want to play the song for you, but unfortunately I can't because of rights issues. Um, Ashia Karen Karen, Karuna Karen, there we go, <laughs> explained in a clip last month that has almost a hundred thousand views, quote, the way Ozempic works is that it, it synthetically releases a gut hormone you naturally produce called your GLP-1. Now, your GLP-1 is your home, is your hormone that is responsible for making you feel full. So when you feel full, that's a sign that your GLP-1, it is releasing. After consuming a lot of calories, you release that GLP-1. And you feel full, and also, you stop eating. Um, <laughs> excuse me as I get this up to speed. <laughs> uh, there we go. 
Although the Beverly Hills beauty insists that the cookie blend helped her, shen- helped her shed 15 pounds in 60 days, one nutritionist agrees that it's not a, quote, one-stop weight loss solution. The New York Post, the people who wrote this article, of course, they contacted Karuna Karan for, uh, and nutritionist also for comment. Conceived for weight management of adults with obesity and type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol, Ozempic, of course, has become Hollywood's most in-demand and rapid weight loss drug. But some patients, they've reported some serious side effects from the fast-acting injectable, such as saggy skin, where fat used to be. Uh, Corinna Karen explained, quote, Ozempic is a zero-calorie GLP-1. And what that means is that it releases high, high, high amounts of GLP-1 synthetically. So you feel full without eating any actual food. You create a huge caloric deficit. Pouring the powder into a bowl, she says, now we weigh protein actually releases high amounts of GLP-1 naturally. So that's why we're starting this recipe with two scoops of all-natural whey whey protein. And we're using cupcake batter. Whey protein, or whey, I keep pronouncing that wrong, I don't know why. (laughs) Whey protein digests too quickly. So you wouldn't be able to release as much GLP-1 with only whey protein. So we need to slow down the digestion of this whey protein with a fiber. Karuna Karen instructed the viewers to add two two tablespoons of coconut flour, two tablespoons of rolled oats blended into oat flour, and a quarter cup of milk before mixing. She then sprinkled a crushed Oreo on top of her creation. She claimed, quote, I promise you'll probably have a very hard time eating very much else after this cookie dough because it releases so much high amount, excuse me, releases such high amounts of your GLP-1 and works like a natural version of Ozempic for suppressing your appetite. Uh, and if it sounds like too much work, she also sells cookie dough samples on her website. While several TikTokers applauded her recipe, a spokesperson for the New York City based health and wellness nutrition private practice, Chelsea Nutrition. They told the Daily Mail, quote, they would not recommend eating this cookie dough as a one-stop weight loss solution. Chelsea Panine, a certified invest in integrative, there we go, a certified integrative nutrition health coach and founder of BodyWise Health Coaching, told the Post that while her recipe, Karuna Karans, is a better alternative to regular cookie dough, relying on this product to lose weight could lead to disordered eating habits and malnutrition. Panin said, quote, filling up on this isn't going to provide you with the nutrients that your body needs. What she, Karuna Karan, is doing isn't anything new here. She's talking about a high-protein meal that is low in calories and burning off more calories than you're taking in. You're going to lose weight. That is still processed food. She continued on, quote, The quality of the food we put in our bodies is absolutely everything. We should be focusing more on adding in more whole foods. If you're hungry, then just eat. Suppressing our appetite isn't a good thing. We receive hunger cues 
for a reason. So, moral of the story is that this is basically a don't if you're trying to uh, lose weight. What you can't lose, despite it being, you know, healthy and nutritious, is national news. Because it is next for us around here, of course, uh, when the update with Brandon Julian continues. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, um, my producers left some gifts for me under the trees behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. From New York, where every house is a haunted house, this is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're live here outside the Perez family home, just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. From New York, try our delicious free tap water. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back uh, to the update with Brandon Julian. On a Wednesday, everyone. Last hump day in the month of June for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. Uh, Let us talk together right now, actually. Uh, the latest national news. And we are going to begin out in Hollis, New Hampshire, to talk decision 2024. The rivalry between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, of course, and the former president, it deepened yesterday as the two leading Republican White House candidates staged dueling events in the early, the critical early voting state of New Hampshire. Addressing a town hall in Hollis, DeSantis vowed to fulfill a broken Trump promise and complete a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, while pledging to tear down Washington's traditional center powers in ways that Trump fell short. Uh, Speaking later at a Republican's women's luncheon in Concord, Trump countered that DeSantis was being forced to settle for second place in the primary and accused the governor of supporting cuts to Social Security and also Medicare. In other news, we're going to go out to the Windy City in Chicago, because, as we've been mentioning, that Canadian smoke, the wildfire smoke, 
It's coming down to our neck of the woods. But it's already in several parts of the country already. The drifting smoke creating curtains of haze, raising the air quality concerns throughout the Great Lakes region, and in the central and eastern parts of the United States. The EPA's airnow.gov site showed that parts of Illinois, Lower Michigan, and West East, excuse me, Southern Wisconsin, they had the worst air quality in the entire country yesterday. And Chicago, Detroit, and Milwaukee had air quality that's been categorized as, quote, very unhealthy. A National Weather Service meteorologist says that fires in northern Quebec and low pressure over the eastern Great Lakes, they're sending that smoke to Michigan, Wisconsin, and also Illinois. In Washington, the Supreme Court, they've now ruled that state courts can act as a check on their legislatures in redistricting and other issues affecting the federal elections. The court rejected the arguments by North Carolina Republicans that could have transformed contests for Congress and also for president. The justices, by a 6-3 vote, they upheld the decision by North Carolina's top court that struck down a congressional districting plan as excessively partisan under state law. The high courts, what they did, though, were strongly suggest that there are limits on what the state courts actually can do. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote for the court that, quote, state courts retain the authority to apply state constitutional restraints in federal elections. And down in Jackson in Mississippi, all five deputy sheriffs there accused of beating and sexually assaulting two black men before shooting one of them in the mouth have now been fired. Michael Corey Jenkins and his friend Eddie Terrell Parker say, excuse me, say that on the night of January 24th, deputies from the Rankin County Sheriff's Department burst into a home without a warrant. Jenkins and Parker say the deputies beat them, assaulted them with a sex toy, and stunned them with tasers repeatedly over roughly 90 minutes. Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey says that the deputies involved have been fired, but he did not name the deputies or confirm how many were fired or address specific allegations. The January 24th episode led the Justice Department to open a civil rights investigation into the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh, what about the tiny dog? Cat. Ow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dolphin. <coughs> what does the turkey say? Whale. Whale sound. To the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Uh, okay. Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. 
like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Last hump day in the month of June for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, we're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we are going to go back to Washington, where Rudy Giuliani, who was a member, of course, of the former president's legal team, and sought to overturn the 2020 election result in the battleground states, has now been interviewed by investigators with the Justice Department's special counsel's office. That's according to a person who is familiar with this matter. The person said that the interview was conducted voluntarily and was not done before a grand jury. The interview is an additional sign of busy investigative activity by special counsel Jack Smith, as the team of prosecutors continues to scrutinize the efforts by Trump and his allies to undo the results of the election ahead of the insurrection, of course, at the Capitol. In other news, the Justice Department's watchdog says that negligence, misconduct, and job failures all enabled Jeffrey Epstein to take his own life at a federal jail here in the city while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Inspector General Michael Horowitz yesterday cited the Federal Bureau of Prisons' failure to assign Epstein a cellmate, the problems with surveillance cameras, and surplus bed linens in Epstein's cell, despite a previous suicide attempt as factors in his 2019 death. Horowitz says that there's no indication of foul play, reiterating the findings of the other investigations. The Bureau of Prisons says that it accepts Horowitz's recommendations and they've updated its suicide watch process. An audio recording from a meeting in which the former president discusses a, quote, highly confidential document when an interviewer appears to undercut his later claim that he, did he, that he didn't have such documents, only news clippings. The recording is the evidence, of course, in special counsel Jack Smith's indictment of Trump over mishandling of classified information. It's from a 2021 interview that Trump gave at his New Jersey resort for people working on a memoir at the ex-chief of staff Mark Meadows. Trump says, quote, these are the papers, seeming to indicate that he's holding a secret Pentagon document with plans to attack Iran. The indictment alleges that Trump showed classified information. A Trump spokesman says that Trump, quote, did nothing wrong. CNN, they first aired the recording on Monday. And finally, we're going to go back out to the American West in Los Angeles. Authorities, they've confirmed that the British actor Julian Sands died while hiking on a Southern California mountain. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department said yesterday that the remains found by hikers 
have been identified as the 65-year-old Sands who went missing back in January. Sands starred in many acclaimed films of the 80s and the 90s, including the 1985 British romance A Room with a View, opposite Helena Bottom Carter. He also appeared in the films Arachnophobia, Naked Lunch, Boxing Helena, and Leaving Las Vegas. Sands made regular guest appearances on TV series as well, including 24, Dexter, and Smallville. He, of course, will be very deeply missed indeed. I'm going to let you guys ponder on all this as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Wednesday, June the 28th, 2023. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. And in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, it will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, folks, please be well. That smoke from Canada, it's making its way down here. Like we say, it's not going to be as bad as it was a couple weeks ago. But at this rate, honestly, who really knows? <laughs> Let's talk about this and a whole lot more as well when I see all you lovely people right back here in the big town tomorrow. See you then. <laughs>